0: Drop the Subject.
1: The new Channel Q. Okay, let's get this thing underway. It's Friday. This is Drop the Subject. Allie Johnson and Jared Hill are here with you half the time now, it seems. Yes. And we used to be like, wow, double trouble shows, double trouble shows, and now these (laughs) seem so short. I think it's almost over. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Uh, So we have a lot to look forward to on the show today. We're jam-packed. We have a guest coming in momentarily. Can't wait. Uh, Yes. uh, The the filmmaker behind Queer Japan, which is a documentary that is premiering at Outfest this weekend. You and I both had the chance to watch it. I have never wanted to travel to Japan more in my life. (laughs) Uh, We also later on, you
2: watch something you want to go there because you wanted to go to Chernobyl, which I still don't quite (laughs) get.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, all of those like blue planet astronomy documentaries. I'm like, now I want to go to Pluto. Exactly, now exactly. i want to get up there. Uh, we also will be playing a game, coffee, uh, c- uh, Company Kitchen or Prison Commissary, uh, yes. in honor of El Chapo going to prison for a very long time. They've said he will not see the light of day literally anymore. In commemoration. Um, um, and in commemoration, <laughs> we just wanted to compare what you can actually buy in the intercom building versus at a prison commissary. I think that uh, some of the items are very comparable. So we'll play that. And you and I were out and about yesterday because we were a part of Panel.
2: Yes, we're out amongst the people.
1: Ever since I've known you, I've had so many more panels in my life. Really? And I didn't know that this was going to happen. Not that you were organizing this panel at all, but you, where where you, Jarrett Hill is, a panel will follow. Uh, that seems to be true. And I do a lot of panels. Looking at us, it was you, me, Jay Rodriguez, and uh, and Michaela, Michaela Gordon, and then of course our our boss Brian Holt, and uh, it was very very fun. But we all were up there, and I was looking at us sitting there, and I was like. You wouldn't know if this was an LGBTQ panel or a panel about blazers, because
2: <laughs> we all walked in and we're like, "Oh, you have on a blazer! Oh, you have on a blazer too!" Because none of us wear blazers to the radio studio. No, yeah. we
1: all look. I mean, I I'm just gonna speak for myself. I usually look pretty haggard when I'm walking in here. You always say that. I do. I look at me. I'm just wearing. I'm wearing a T-shirt with with you fake Anna, cactuses on it have... that I got at Target. I'm wearing a t
2: shirt. Fridays, I tend to like dress it down. I'm like, we only have two hours to do today? Oh, we'll be in and out.
1: I always said when I got into radio that I would not be one of those people who wore pajamas to the studio. So I've, I'm, but I'm on the brink. Like, I I am right on the brink. No lie. I.
2: (laughs) I had on these sweatpants that I have on right now. Um, I'm wearing gray sweatpants, which is very gay man, uh, gay man friendly. And then I, I was like, no, Jared, put on some jeans. So then I put on the jeans and I was like, no, I don't want to wear these. These are too,
1: these are too <laughs> constricting. <laughs> exactly, it's yes, Friday. Exactly. It's Friday. Uh, so, but it was funny because we were all wearing our own version of a blazer. It yes. was like Jay had like a very tailored, like kind of... Jay and I actually had on the thing. same
2: suits in different colors because he had we had from the because he was like oh this is from Zara and I was like oh my god mine is too <laughs> and then mine is a full suit but the pants are a different situation
1: yeah and then Michaela was wearing like this weird costumey type of blazer that was like a uh, it, it was ha- it double had, breasted like, yeah it was, it was like a double breasted like uh, it was hilarious and then I was wearing more of like a casual blazer that well, was kind of drapey.
2: Michaela had on this really cute like double breasted black blazer with gold buttons and then she had on a leather with the knees out. It was like, this whole look <laughs> is amazing. I loved I it. I
1: know. It was like, what are we dressing for here? Who what are we? Are we going? We? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we were, and then we were in like, like in a panel in front of a bunch of people that we thought would be wearing suits and they were just like way more casual than us. Like, exactly. what are you guys doing? Anyway, it was a great time. And for the first time, you were in my vehicle and I had a couple of questions for you about that yeah. because we carpooled over to the, to the panel and... Uh, I feel very self-conscious. A lot of people have insulted me about my driving and about the way I keep my car in general. So my first question for you, because someone's car is a very personal space. It is. You know, it's sort of like a, an extension of you. Like your
2: cell phone and like, you know, all those like things that you... Your are desktop, with you all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, your
1: guest room, something. So does my car, first of all, smell like an old lady? I did not make any mental notes about the smell in your car. Okay, because I've been told before... Uh, uh someone i know got in my car one time and was like this car smells like my grandma no, and I really? was like, "Oh, oh no!" And yeah, he was like, "No, I, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's kind of actually comforting." And I was like, "I," but there are no old ladies. Like, so I'm not I a grandma,
2: right? Yeah, I I didn't make any mental notes about your car. Um, I, I'm always weird in the car with air conditioning because, like, I love the air conditioning being on, but I'm always like nervous to move people's vents around. Okay, and so then I will sit there and let the vent pummel me in the face because I don't want to like adjust people's stuff and so like that was the only thing and then I eventually like adjusted it a little bit but because I love the air conditioning but it was like I just needed to, to tweak it a little bit but we've
1: been like, in Ubers together where you have immediately said
2: can we turn on the air can we turn on the air yes yeah
1: so in, in an Uber I mean maybe that's changed our behavior a little bit in cars because we're in other people's cars yeah. a lot more than we used to be oh, so, true, yeah. so you're like alright what can we listen to alright we're and you're getting in my car like where the hell are the Starburst and the free water <laughs>
2: <laughs> well I'm always whenever I get into a and Uber, like, I hate when the Uber is silent. It's like, can we turn on some music? Like, because this is already weird, right? Like, you're, you're a stranger getting into a stranger's car.
1: But when you are driving do you always have to have
2: something on? Um, I usually like to have something on, unless like today is a day where I would have been perfectly fine with it being silent, just because I'm, I'm juggling a lot of different things as we were talking about. Um, so like certain times when I'm like really, really busy and I have a lot of things happening in my head, hearing radio or podcasts or whatever, it's just too much Too much
1: and I need the silence. Because I, so I sometimes will get into work and I will park the car and realize that I've driven for the entire hour in silence. Really? And I'm like, "Wow, all right. Did that." Did yeah, did that. But yeah. then it- that does that, that. can be a really good thing, right? Yeah. To be able to really just sit there in silence and be like, hmm, me and my thoughts got me here.
2: Unless you're not us, in which case you should always have the radio on or your radio.com <laughs> app downloaded on your phone and streaming.
1: Yeah, because we're definitely better than silence. I can at least confidently say that. I would hope so. Um, but my second question is, were there any red flags of, in terms of my driving? Because I have also been made fun of a lot about that. I have backed into a UPS truck. I <laughs> did almost hit somebody, a pedestrian the other day. Uh, I have been, I've come to terms with the fact that I'm not a great driver. Did you notice anything of that nature?
2: Didn't make any mental notes there, but I think I was like on Instagram a lot when we were driving. Like we were talking and I was looking down at my phone, so there, maybe I like... Maybe I shielded myself from anything that would have happened. Well,
1: I I just need to make notes of these things because it's also an ongoing argument between my wife and I that I'm a horrible driver, but I'm always the one who is driving. Well, you
2: actually did give me the warning before we got in the car. (laughs) You did say, like, well... You're gonna get to experience my driving. Mm-hmm. And I think my 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 body temperature went up about a degree. Like, what did I just sign up for <laughs> right. here? I could totally just take the Uber and be
1: there. To be fair, we did not take the freeway and uh, this True. was our first time driving, so I was on my best behavior because yeah. I, I definitely don't pull out the I, I was putting on my blinker, I was making a mental note to really be a great driver, but you know, to, to I can use this now as collateral in my fights with my wife when she says, you know, you're a crazy driver, you need to slow down, you need to not be distracted, I'll say, well, I was in the car with Jared Hill, and he's a very responsible, professional person. He always
2: re- referred refer me as Jared Hill.
1: Like I, as I, I, hey Do you know Jarrett Hill? Because he was in the car with me, and he was sitting right where you're sitting, and he had I, zero complaints. I had
2: so many friends in like high school and college that would always call me Jared Hill, as opposed to just calling me Jarrett. And I was like, I'm, you can just say Jarrett. And I'm like, I oh, don't know. It's Jarrett Hill. And it's, I'm like,
1: it's definitely Jarrett Hill.
2: I know when I'm driving with other people in the car, I do tend to be more nervous, Like, I'm a little bit more anxious when I'm, when there's someone in my passenger seat or in the back, like, it makes me nervous. Like I, I, I'm more like anxious about like making sure I use the clicker and and you know the the blinker and all that kind of stuff. Like it, I feel like I'm not as good a driver when I have someone in the car with
1: me. See, I I agree with you, and I think that I um I I also if I'm in a, the car with somebody that I know really well, I'm having a conversation with that person, and then I'm really not paying as much of attention to the yeah. road, and then I am I go into autopilot where I'm changing lanes without my blinker, and yeah. I'm just kind of bobbing and weaving, and then I get a. I'm um I'm a little scared. Oh wow! Oh, that scared me a little oh, bit. Oh no, no! Yeah, wow. But, but they're so polite about it, and I'm like, wow. I wonder how terrified they actually are. If that's the oh oh, because uh, huh. it took ooh, them a while you a to little get sweat to that. on me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, here we go. When you have a wow oh wow that's
2: that's <laughs>
1: <laughs> i was a lyft and uber driver for exactly six months we have so. to do
2: an ooh wow and take a quick break when we come back we've got the filmmaker of queer japan which is debuting at outfest uh, this sunday um that's going to be coming up next and we've got a whole lot more so don't miss it we're coming back with drop the subject right here on the brand new channel q on your radio and radio.com drop the
0: subject we'll be right back the new channel q Drop the subject. The new Channel Q okay yes drop the subject Allie
1: Johnson and Jared Hill here and we are uh, we are beginning the outfest circuit there uh, the weekend one is is starting it's underway and there are all kinds of amazing films short films feature-length films documentaries narratives all kinds of different things uh, to see if you are LGBTQ plus allied anything there's a ton of stuff in many many theaters all throughout Los outfest Angeles
2: is crazy it packed is, with such good stuff it like, really it's, is. it's really great yeah
1: it's it's wonderful. So we are here right now with uh, Graham Beans, who, uh who is the filmmaker behind Studio Audience. Very happy to see you, uh, Queer Japan, which I had the chance to watch last night, and what a journey! I I don't know. I have always wanted to travel to Japan, and now I want to way more uh, <laughs> after seeing this because there are just so many different things uh, that I mean. It's not just... Like, you really covered so many different aspects of the queer community in Japan. It was like, I was seeing like trans women, trans men, uh, lesbian women, gay men, uh, people who are into fetishes, people who were into all kind like puppy play, mm-hmm. which, and there's like a space for a lot of that stuff there, which was really fascinating to see. Um, was this just an excuse for you to travel to Japan?
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, I take any excuse I can to get over there because I just love being in Japan. Um, I've been working with Japanese, Jack- Japanese artists for about eight years on um, non-film projects. Um, I've co-edited several books of manga translation, so Japanese gay comics, and uh, worked with the artists behind those works to bring them to um, international tours and um, get their work onto T-shirts and. Um, tote bags and everything. So. so then how did this documentary come about? How did you how did you come into the story that you were telling? Yeah, so it kind of evolved naturally out of those working relationships. Um, the first time I went to Tokyo was in 2012, and I got to know this artist, Gengaro Tagame, who's kind of like, he's billed as the master of gay erotic manga in Japan, and he's been compared to Tama Finland. So he had all of this knowledge um, that he was telling me about the history of queer culture, and then I would go out to bars and see how sparkling and beautiful and diverse the many different expressions of queer identity in Japan were. So, over various trips, I just um, fell more in love with the culture and wanted to share it with an international audience through this documentary.
1: I think that it's interesting. I want to know about... When you were filming this, how much of it was queer Japan versus queer Tokyo? Because it seemed like there were a lot of wonderful spaces. Like there's the trans cafe. There is like that woman uh, who had that girl bar. Like there's a lot of and then the the puppy play event. Like there's all these things and they seem to a lot of them seem to exist in Tokyo. Did you go to other parts of Japan? And what was the difference like there?
3: Yeah, absolutely. We spent the most amount of time in Tokyo just because it's the biggest city in Japan and it actually has, I think, the highest concentration of gay bars in the world. Um, this neighborhood, Shinjuku Nichome, is basically like the gay of Tokyo, and there are over 350 bars for the LGBTQ community in that one area. Um, that's only like a six square block area, so there are. Um, you know seven story buildings with all of these tiny bars and so we got kind of like really obsessed with all of that but we did go to Osaka Kyoto um, the southern island of Okinawa and um, tried to show different aspects of queer life in Japan. Um, we, sh- we shot so many interviews we did like a hundred interviews um, yeah. over the span of four years so not everything made it into the film uh, we went to a small town in um, this prefecture called Gunma um, that's basically like the country. It's it's about an hour and a half from Tokyo and we got to know a bartender of a queer inclusive bar there and the community that they had created around that space. So, there is a lot of queer um, culture outside of Tokyo as well.
2: So, we're here with Graham Colbeans who is the filmmaker behind Queer Japan which is debuting at Outfest this uh, Sunday, July 21st at 1.30 at the Chinese Theater if you're here in Los Angeles. I'm curious, like, when you were going through the, you said you made this over the course of four years. Like, what was surprising to you in the coverage of of Korea Japan?
3: Yeah, um, I feel like I learned so much from the subjects over the course of these interviews. It kind of started with like a handful of people that um, I mostly had already known through the other work that I was doing. And then it kind of expanded outward from there. A lot of people were like, oh, you have to meet so-and-so. You have to go to this party. And so it was like we were learning something new with every interview. Um, one of the most interesting ones was maybe interviewing this deaf LGBT activist in Osaka named Fuyumi Yamamoto. And she's created a deaf LGBT center there where um, she helps people um, get together with a sign language interpreter who understands LGBT issues, which can be really important if um, you have to do anything with medical or legal systems. For instance, um, her husband is actually a trans man who had to um, deal with the court system when he was doing his legal transition. Mm. And a lot of the sign language interpreters didn't understand what he was talking about about so um, that was a thing that we learned about the intersection of LGBTQ issues and the deaf community
2: Ali was just talking about uh, the interesting elements of being trans in Japan with
1: yeah because at one point in the documentary there is this trans woman who is a politician right and she was speaking about her experience and In some ways, there's a lot of I mean, she obviously there's there was support for her because she got elected. But then also there are all these crazy rules around when you can change your gender and how and how uh, there was something specific that I saw about how you could not you couldn't actually change the gender on like your driver's license or whatever until women would have to take out their reproductive organs in order to change their gender from female to male.
3: Yeah, it's really an unfortunate situation how restrictive the um, law is around having your gender marker recognized uh, legally in Japan. We were really privileged to be able to interview the first elected transgender official um, in Japanese politics. Her name's Aya Kamikawa, and she's a councilwoman in the city of Setagaya. Um, And she was elected in 2002, and then in 2003, uh, the national government passed a law allowing for gender changes, but with these very harsh restrictions.
1: Yeah, because it was like on one hand, you're like, wow, this is like, you know, for somebody to get elected, this is there's a lot of support. This is great. But then you're also like, wait a minute. Like, so it's very confusing. It seems like there's a lot of different layers to it. Like, there's a lot of freedom of expression there. And then to have that, you know, place like Tokyo, where there's so many places for people and so many that are involved and interested in so many different aspects of the community. But then also to have these other restrictions is just a really really interesting world. Yeah,
3: Yeah, there's definitely a duality because I feel like there's this very rich queer culture in the nightlife scene, in arts, that we try to celebrate in the film, but then we also show some of the ways that um, politicians and society kind of marginalize and discriminate against the LGBTQ community. Um, And on this issue of um, transgender um, recognition in, in the legal system, there was actually a Supreme Court case a few months ago where activists were trying to have those restrictions overturned, and unfortunately it failed. Mm-hmm. And until the political system changes in Japan, there isn't really going to be any progress on that issue because there has been a right-wing um, government in place for a long time there.
2: Okay, Graham, Cole Beans, thank you so much for joining us. The movie is Queer Japan. It debuts this weekend at Outfest on Sunday, July 21st at 1.30 if you're here in Los Angeles at the Chinese Theater. For more information, go to QueerJapanMovie.com. Graham, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Jared and Allie. It was a pleasure. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. <laughs> Drop the subject. <laughs> the new Channel Q. Okay.
1: Okay, yes, drop the subject to Allie Johnson and Jared Hill, and it is time now for Drop the President.
2: Drop the President. (laughs) This damn show. Uh, Yes, Drop drop the President is our new segment where we're talking about the 2020 election and uh, (laughs) hopefully being able to drop the president uh, next November. So That's the goal. That's the goal. Uh, Well, at least for a lot of people in the election. So there's a new story that comes from The Washington Post that is uh, going to be a problem at the next debate, I guarantee you. Uh, Yesterday, CNN announced the 20 different contenders that will be going into the debate and what order they will be going in. Uh, Notably, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will be on the same stage, which fun times.
1: And Marianne um, Williamson, she made it. Marianne Williamson hey, going to be there again. Girl.
2: Surprise, surprise. Um, there's only one person that's new. That's the Montana um, governor will be there because Eric Swallow dropped out. So, I saw this headline yesterday and I thought to myself, Bernie Sanders better be ready to answer this question. The headline from the Washington Post says, Labor fight royals Bernie Sanders campaign as workers demand the $15, the $15 hourly pay the candidate has proposed for employees nationwide. Short version is, Bernie Sanders isn't even paying the people that that are working for him fifteen dollars an hour. The minimum wage of fifteen dollars an hour that he's proposing for the country, and so I mean, if you really get into the weeds of it, it's it's a little bit more interesting that like they're saying that they want an annual salary that would be equivalent to fifteen dollars an hour because they're not necessarily hourly employees. Um, But it's an interesting thing that Bernie Sanders is definitely going to have to answer for when when the the next debate comes up.
1: Okay, now is this a generational problem. Like, for example, my grandma used to go into uh, the the same place every morning to get her breakfast and Mm -hmm. she would tip the lady like a dollar and she thought that that was so great. Tripping a dollar, yeah, like because she just didn't understand that mo- inflation and all that stuff. Right. So is this a situation where Bernie's like, "What do you mean? I'm paying them plenty of money," but well, he's just like a thousand years old, so so he's to confused. that. end,
2: the the Washington Post article says the Sanders campaign late Thursday issued a statement uh, lauding its union contract. "Quote: We know our campaign offers wages and benefits competitive with other campaigns, as is shown by the latest fundraising reports." Being competitive is not what's at in debate right here, right? No, it's like, about
1: getting the money that he's preaching that exactly, everyone should be making. Exactly. But also when you're on the campaign, when you're working on a campaign, don't you kind of understand that you're not making a lot. It's not like you're getting into that for the money. You're like answering, you're like making phone calls and kind of volunteering.
2: You're giving me the perfect setups here because they say from the campaign, every member of this campaign um, from the candidate on down joined this movement in order to defeat Donald Trump and transform America. Bernie Sanders is the most pro worker and pro labor candidate running for president. We have a tremendous staff. We're working hard, blah, 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 blah. Like basically, they're saying you knew what you signed up for. Um, and oh, so that's what
1: the campaign is saying. They're saying, yeah. I mean, which
2: I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I mean, if you're, I, mind you, Bernie Sanders hasn't been my candidate for a while, so it's not like he's trying to sway me one way or the other. But I do think that you know people that support him are gonna have to—he's gonna have to have a good answer for this because if I were a debate prep person, if I was working in a comms team, we would have an You'd attack like, about ding, this. Ding, ding, ding. Exactly. I'm make
1: sure I ask that one. The, the
2: way Kamala Harris's team prepared her with that situation that she set up for Joe Biden, I would be setting up Bernie Sanders for this one because he's you know often in the top five.
1: So. Yeah, but his answer would be like, "You're like, what do you what do you think about that?" And he'd be like, "What are, what do I think about anything? What are questions?" He'd be like, "Millionaires and billionaires, <laughs> right? You know how you're he is. like, you're just blanketing all these statements. <laughs> you're not making any sense. You're just angry."
2: Where where Justin's going to be really angry? We're going to take a quick break when we come back. Ali's got the headlines. We've both got the headlines and. We get to vote on each other's News It or Lose. It's coming up next.
0: Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. Drop the
1: subject. That's correct. Ali Johnson, Jared Hill already have done a lot today. We've talked about Bernie Sanders being a bad tipper. No, it wasn't that specifically. <laughs> but, uh, we he also, probably is. He probably is. Yeah. I want to know who is a bad tipper among the 2020 candidates. That's the kind of stuff that helps me decide.
2: That's a good question. I feel like that should not be too hard to, to source either. Yeah. You follow them around. Ask the people who serve them. Just
1: find one bartender in D.C. Exactly. And I'm sure we'll be able to figure it out. Uh, we've also talked to Graham Colbeans, who is the filmmaker from Queer Japan, uh, who is uh, who made an incredible film that's uh, debuting at Outfest this weekend. And now it is time for News It or Lose It.
2: Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, since we've been doing the longer shows, yes. we've been, uh, I've been doing one news or lose it, and then you've been handling another. <laughs> now that we're down to these two-hour shows on Fridays, they seem too short. So we are tag teaming.
2: Yes. So I've got three headlines. You've got three headlines, and we'll see who makes it to the finals. Oh. All right. Okay. First headline. I feel like we do so much about meat and food on this show. It's ridiculous.
1: Is Uh this headline about meat? It is. It News is. it. I don't need to know it.
2: <laughs> well, I actually have two about meat, so I'll let you see which one. That's why I'm saying like this is ridiculous. Okay, but I see these and I'm like, oh, this is Allie all day. Okay, can meat actually save the
1: planet? Oh, Lord, yes. Okay. This is the platform <laughs> that meat story deserves. Okay, Okay, perfect. we need more meat, positive meat representation. Pro meat.
2: Representation. We are the pro-meat lobby, apparently. Okay, the second meat headline I saw was like, that's Allie. Is turkey bacon actually healthier than regular bacon? Oh. Experts weigh in.
1: All right. Can we just do like a meat combo on these you two want stories? You like a
2: meat-on-meat meat kind of situation? Yeah. Actually, <laughs> just that have, like, just like a felt, meat breakdown. That just felt like something Justin might have dumped, but he didn't. So, <laughs> a meat-on-meat meat situation. Okay. And then, finally, um, the third headline is... Not loading on my screen. Here By the it way,
1: is. I'm, really, I'm really hopeful that turkey bacon is not healthier because I've been on that stupid turkey bacon trend for a while just because I'm like trying to right. you know, read all these things about how the cured meats cause cancer and all that crap. And so I literally had turkey bacon this morning and I, you know, it's it's something that I've settled for. And it's a life I've 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 grown accustomed to. It's not necessarily the, my best life. Well, I will say I
2: don't I, I spoiler alert, I think they are actually gonna say turkey bacon isn't better for you. Um but we'll get into that a little bit later. But like I, I enjoy turkey bacon. It's just not bacon. You no, know what I mean? Like no. it's fine for what it is, but it ain't all that. It's turkey slices. It's exactly. turkey slivers. Yeah. Okay. This I'm realizing all three of mine are about meat and that's fine. <laughs>
1: I just, so, this has I been gayest news headline exactly, of the week, ladies exactly. and gentlemen.
2: Well, because I, I, I found this one early this morning and I put it in my list, and then these did other Did you just ones, Google Meet? I guess I did. Okay, the other one is this headline is amazing. So, you want to spend the night in a Wiener mobile? Oh. The Oscar Mayer Wiener?
1: Oh, the Oscar Mayer Wiener mobile mm-hmm. is doing like an Airbnb situation? Potentially. Well, I can't news all of them,
2: but you kind of want to know about the wiener. I
1: mean, don't yeah. I Can you just give me the tidbits? I'm gonna.
2: We'll do the. We'll do the two meat. We'll do the other we'll two the meat, meat as stories one together. Okay.
1: And then you want
2: to do the wiener? We'll cap too? it off with the wiener mobile. Okay.
1: Okay. Oh my
2: god! So much meat. Am I news it or losing?
1: All dinner? of mine have to do with fish. This is so weird. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, headline number one. I do know that you and I agree on Costco. Oh yes. So. The first headline reads, sorry to burst your bubble. Here's why you shouldn't be buying Costco toilet paper. Oh, but I don't buy Costco toilet paper. (laughs) So So it doesn't apply to me. So I don't care. Yeah. Lose it. Okay. Caspering is the new dating trend that is a spinoff of ghosting.
2: Caspering? What does that even mean? Oh, we have to do it.
1: Okay. And headline number three, passengers on Southwest Airlines flight receive way more than just a packet of pretzels you uh-huh.
2: Um. First of all, that's shocking because Southwest is pretty stingy. (laughs) Yeah, in my experience, they Uh, also
1: got a sip of water. Exactly.
2: Okay, let's news it.
1: Okay, so uh, we're going to be newsing two stories about meat, capping it off with a Wienermobile story, (laughs) moving on to Caspering, and then closing it out with a passenger uh, passengers on Southwest Airlines who got more than just a pack of pretzels. And um, again, a shocking headline. (laughs)
2: So, like anyone getting more than the pretzels on Southwest is doing pretty well for themselves that day.
1: Exactly. And this isn't even disappointing, I'm going to say.
2: Okay, nice. And they probably got the A group because it was a really lucky day. (laughs) Uh, We'll we'll take a quick break when we come back. All these headlines and so much more. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared and Alley on the new Channel Q on your radio and radio.com.
0: Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q.
1: We're just discussing Bernie Sanders doing a remake of that song. It'd be the fantastic. I him
2: blaming it on the juice, yeah, baby, yeah, yeah, yeah. baby.
1: Ooh, aye, aye.
2: I I I really want a video of him. Yay.
1: Yay. Yay. I
2: hate you right okay. now. Okay. <laughs> All right.
1: Uh we need to get into it. We have a lot to cover because we still have to play Company Kitchen or Prison Commissary, a fun new game in honor of El Chapo being sentenced to prison for the rest of his days and uh us who have been sentenced to a life within these building walls where <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> You're such a jerk. Say
2: something we can break The subject huh? presents... Hit the dump
1: button. <laughs>
2: News it or
1: Hit lose it. Hit the dump button to make him stop. All right, you want to kick things off with your meat stories? I want you to
2: go first. Okay. Like, I went first last time.
1: All right, cool. So... When you go on a flight, usually it's not a great experience. You're usually bringing your own food that's really stinky and everyone's annoyed. Or you're waiting for that tiny pack of pretzels to get you through the next six hours or however long you're going to be on that plane. But passengers on a Southwest Airlines flight got actually a lot more than that. They received, all of them, it was like they were on Ellen. They all received a Nintendo Switch. Really? Yes. And a download code for the digital version of the Super Mario Maker 2 game to enjoy as the flight traveled from Dallas to San Diego.
2: And then did Shutterfly come in and give everyone and a then check sh- for $10,000? Yeah, and, <laughs> then,
1: and then Shutterfly came in, took pictures of everyone, and gave them $10,000 checks. They were the big oversized checks. They yes. couldn't even check the checks. Right.
2: They had to. Ha- they were handed them when they were coming off the plane. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because you can't fit that under the seat in front of you. Uh, so anyway, they this was a promotion, I guess, for Comic-Con and... And uh, this is to promote the new Nintendo Switch system and the new Super Mario Maker 2 movie or video game. So everyone on the flight got a free free uh, gaming console and a free video That's kind game. Of awesome. Isn't that pretty awesome? I like that. Okay. You know it's better, not
2: better than any Southwest flight I've ever been on, and I've been on many.
1: I mean, it's really hard to find good airline news these days. A lot of you know people were getting sucked out of windows for a while. Oh, there, sh- uh, they were doing emergency <laughs> landings on planes all the time. I there almost are people had, landing. I almost in... Said a
2: word there. <laughs> Sorry that I didn't expect that story.
1: People are landing in the wrong countries. <laughs> Listen, I mean people are getting dragged off of planes if they
2: ever land at all. Exactly. Planes disappearing in the sky. Ex- I was just reading that story again. Like
1: it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So to get a free gaming console and to land safely in San Diego for Comic-Con yeah. win-win now Caspering this is the new ghosting what do you think it is Jarrett
2: I was trying to figure out like what is specific about Casper I just always think of like white when I think of Casper
1: <laughs> yeah
2: so like yeah. that's I don't know what it would mean
1: people like in my pictures to Casper the friendly ghost sometimes uh, yeah, I'm not doing that with you
2: okay. <laughs> I'm just saying it you're not taking me down that path <laughs> I think it's the forehead. You're, you're you're not gonna drag me down that path.
1: Caspering, breadcrumbing, ghosting—this is what Caspering is. Rather than simply ignoring somebody's texts and completely ghosting them, which we all know ghosting means just stop responding completely, leave them in the dark, never explain why you're not dating them anymore. Caspering is a person when a person will respond to your texts maybe 12 or 15 hours later with just vague but friendly replies. They won't reply actually saying that they want to hang out with you. They won't follow through on anything, but they'll be really nice and generally friendly about it. It's basically Caspering is the new ghosting because people don't want to be labeled as the bad guy who started ghosting you. So they kind of keep in contact, but it's just very vague, friendly conversation.
2: Hmm. Okay. The friendly ghost. I get that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I feel like I've I've definitely experienced that, and I've probably done that too. Yeah, you know, w- before it had a name.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, my a friend of mine is dating, and uh, she's not no longer interested in this guy. And he was like, "Where you know, I want to hang out." And she, I was like, "What are you going to do?" And she was like, "I'm just gonna just gonna ghost." <laughs> like it's just a, it, it's something that's normal I'm now I'm just gonna ghost well, him. So like well he was I, also kind of a jerk just
2: well be- my the last guy I dated seriously he always tells people that I ghosted him when we first met and I'm like I didn't ghost you like there, I think there's a distinction to ghosting like ghosting is when you've reached out to the person multiple times and they just stop responding he'd text me once t- one time and I was like traveling and I didn't respond to it and then we didn't end up talking for three months and so then I was like that's not ghosting like I missed a text message and like you never said anything else
1: yeah so what would the word for that be that was just stupid that was
2: <laughs> that was like you were caught loved- stupiding he would love to tell that story at parties though and I'd be like oh shut up this uh, is not even true yeah 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 okay so well, so, trying to get
1: the pity vote. Exactly, no. exactly.
2: So, okay, first of all, we've got <laughs> this meat filled anti vegan story. Um the short version of the is turkey bacon better for you than than bacon bacon is that there was a, a World Health Organization um, classification of processed meat that came out and said all processed meat is bad for you. So like neither one, neither one is really good for you by any stretch of the imagination. So if you're if your goal is to like do better with turkey bacon, like you're not doing anything better for yourself.
1: These stupid scientists are like that family friend you have that's constantly just updating you on bad news. I'm sorry. Did you hear about blah, blah, blah who died? Did you hear this person has cancer? Oh, yeah. You know, that fire that broke out. They're always that person who's just got to bring the party down, for God's sake. Leave, love, me, leave the cured meats alone. Just leave me in ignorance. I
2: will say that uh, Gabe Zaldivar, who wrote the story over at the Life <laughs> section, the, Ugh, the first Gabe. sentence, good old Gabe, um, I love the first sentence of the story. It says, We have a serious problem, America. Bacon is delicious. <laughs> Like, it is. Gabe, you're starting out with the facts. It's <laughs> hard because that. we
1: have to, we're trying to live, you may help the planet. We're trying to live longer in general, but then yeah. you also want to have a quality of life, and a life without bacon is not a life it's worth living. It's not
2: a quality life. Well, the other story that we, um, the, the first bacon story that you said yes to was can meat actually save the planet? And so, you know, a lot of folks um, have gone off of meat because they feel like it is a better option for the planet, that the, the production of meat um, is really bad for the environment. The and methane. Exactly. And so this story is actually really interesting. It also comes from the life section at at, uh, Huffington Post from Katie Severson. And it's saying that that meat isn't the problem. It's the way that we produce it. And if we produce it in a different way, then it could actually be what they're calling regenerative and not i um, not tearing apart the, the the environment. They're saying that if we were to move, uh, th- this gets really into the weeds, but if we were to move the cows and all of the cattle and all that kind of stuff into a different kind of environment where it would be more natural for them to go, like all the plants that they eat and all that kind of stuff that grows would actually be better for the environment. More like
1: a sanctuary. Exactly. With certain death at the end of it. Well. <laughs>
2: Which are probably not thrilled about. Are you right?
1: happy? Great.
2: But they're but the, they're making the argument that like meat is not the problem; it's the way that we create it. And no, it's, it's an,
1: definitely true. Yeah,
2: it's a really interesting. Or not the way that we produce it. So it's an interesting story. Um, and uh, there's like a whole study that's been done, and they're they're working on like new ways to produce it, and they're seeing positive results. So maybe we'll see something change there. Finally, this story comes from CBS News. Um, and CBS
1: News covered the Wienermobile story? The
2: Wienermobile story. It was actually, uh, it was a push alert I woke up to this morning. I was like, what the <laughs> hell is this, Allie Johnson? And so, apparently, Airbnb, has, it says, planning a long weekend or maybe a romantic getaway? Airbnb has just the place. It comes with a panoramic view, outdoor dining area, and a 27-foot hot dog. Like, this is wild. Yeah. So, apparently, um, the new lo- the lodging service is renting what it describes as an authentic Oscar Mayer mobile available in Chicago. The vehicle sleeps two and comes equipped with a mini fridge stocked with, but of course, plenty of franks and fixings for the Windy City style. Oh,
1: car. that sounds delicious. You know, I think this is a great weekend away, and I think that now we're getting into a trend where people, once they just stay in a boring house, it's going to be not enough anymore. It's like, well, you're not even staying in the Spice Girls Tour bus, I was or say Wiener Schnitzel, yeah. Yeah. It's it's like you have to have if you're going to stay at a place you want to stay at a kitschy place now yeah, you know because I Airbnb mean, is partnering with all these companies
2: it's pretty cool it says complete with a bed <laughs> A bed for dreaming of weenies. Sitting area for discussing at length whether a hot dog is a sandwich. Spoiler alert, it is. And other amenities. It's like, this is so cute. Oh, like It's adorable.
1: I know. And like I know that it's just for promotional purposes and we took the bait, but I'm glad we did. Oh, we totally ate that one. Yeah. We, we, and we I, ate I, all the meat. And the Super Mario bait, too. We took that. <laughs> God, we're a bunch of suckers.
2: We definitely took all the clickbait today. <laughs> all right. When we come back, we've got a brand new game. It's called Kit... Work... Co- <laughs>
1: Company kitchen Company. or prison commissary. Thank
2: you. This damn show. Um, it's. I'm actually really excited about this because we have a really good commissary upstairs and El Chapo's not going to have a good time in prison. Nope. Um, all that's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject.
0: Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Oh.
2: Drop the subjects <laughs> on the new channel Q. what is happening?
1: Ginger Justin what the hell you said we had plenty of time I, I speak speak up what the hell know, happened we there, got- buddy?
2: So, so in Justin's defense, we have like a whole new system running our our whole program here, and it's
1: like it's been a little confusing all week. Trying to I'm figure actually it out. surprised that this hasn't happened earlier. Absolutely, I was absolutely. like, wow, we really got through that week pretty unscathed. Let's <laughs> begin that. Too there we yeah. go. Okay, let's get right into it. Then this is drop the subject with Allie Johnson and Jarrett Hill and Ginger Justin. Sometimes pressing the buttons he's supposed to press. It is time for commissary or company kitchen.
2: Pr- it's prison commissary or company Kitchen.
1: Kitchen. Prison commissary or company kitchen. <laughs> I love this music from Oz. <laughs> so, here's how it works. Okay. I have a list of things that you can either buy at the company kitchen upstairs, this is where most of us are eating all of our meals. Okay. Or... Something you can find at the commissary where Al Chapo is currently imprisoned and will spend the rest of his life Serving in said prison. a
2: life sentence plus like 30 years or something. like yeah. that. And yeah. he also has
1: to pay like what? Twelve billion dollars. Twelve and a half billion dollars
2: in forfeiture. So
1: he could use a little commissary money. He probably could. He's also very upset about the conditions that he was living in.
2: As he told the courts. Yes. Yep.
1: So here's how it's going to work. Okay. I have a bunch of items here that you can either find at the company kitchen upstairs or at the prison commissary. We're going to play with you, Jarrett, but we're going to up the stakes a little bit. Uh-oh. If you get the item correct, you get that item. So I will buy you the item from the company kitchen. I like how this is going already. Okay. Okay. So, you know, if, if for example, there's a, a Pop-Tarts. Yeah. And that's, it, and you guess that that's at the company kitchen. Oh, I am going to buy you some Pop-Tarts. Okay. If you get it wrong, Uh-oh. we need to send that item to El Chapo in prison.
2: Like to the actual El Chapo? To
1: the, it's going to be a lot of shipping. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, <laughs> we have to do it individually in each box. So
2: no. I'll be sending him, like, a Harvest Cheddar Sonship.
1: Yes, you'll be sending him. You would have to send him the, the Pop-Tarts oh out of your own pocket. Okay. So.
2: The idea of sending him something and then, like, getting a note back is actually kind of scary to me.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
2: Thank you. Appreciate you it. You made my day. I exactly. Play. He's going to be like, oh, God. Okay. okay. I love it. This, this but is high
1: stakes. If you get something wrong and it's in the commissary, then you have to put that money in his commissary.
2: Oh, like put that on his books? Okay.
1: Because I'm, I'm pretty sure you can put money in anybody's commissary in prison. <laughs> so if you get this game, if you're really bad at this game, you're helping this guy yeah. get a little money in his commissary so that, to make his prison conditions a little better.
2: As we're talking about this, I imagine Brian running from his office around the corner. Is, our no, boss, you can't Ryan, do this? You, no! no,
1: no, no, no. Hold on. Hold we're on. We're giving on. everyone a voice. What? <laughs> okay, let's do it. Okay, here we go.
2: This music is awesome.
1: Here's your first one. Why do I feel nervous all of a sudden? Okay. You know that there are a variety of cereals up there in the company kitchen? Yes. But these would be the specifically Frosted Mini Spooners cereal, known as Frosted Mini Wheats. Mini Wheats. Are the Frosted Mini Wheats commissary or company kitchen?
2: Um, I think that's commissary.
1: You're correct!
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> what does that
1: sound Justin? <laughs> the prison
2: door. oh that's the prison door slamming okay
1: okay so you are correct I'm gonna find a way to get you some frosted mini spooner cereals also known as frosted mini wheats because well, I'm not to, gonna get those from the commissary my dad used to
2: love that cereal and I was like you're awful yeah those are terrible eat that Ew.
1: all right here's a we're gonna do once a little harder okay here's your next one fuego Takis.
2: oh um fuego Takis. I feel like we have takis upstairs. I should have paid more attention upstairs. Thought um,
1: you are going to be looking at everything like I know. a hawk.
2: I, I think I think fuego Talk, fuego takis are company kitchen.
1: You are also correct. Oh my god, that's a that's a work email <laughs> a signifying work email? you are correct. You oh, know I, I received
2: am... that sound with mixed emotions. This is. <laughs>
1: Everyone has mixed emotions around here. It's crazy how mixed everyone's emotions are. People coming and leaving out of the building. Okay, so you've already gotten your commissary there, Jarrett. Yeah. You've got some frosted mini spooner cereals. Is the game over? And you've got some fuego talkies. (laughs) I would have definitely guessed prison commissary for that one. Uh, Prison, uh, I mean, fuego talkies. That is a hot ticket item. All right. Literally. Oh, Oh, uh, fuego. uh. Pickle in a bag. Oh,
2: pickle in a bag Okay, I'm pretty sure we have that here. Cuz I feel like I saw that recently and was like what the hell is pickle in a bag
1: <laughs> I think um, it even says pickle in a bag. Is that the name of it? I mean, that's I don't I is don't know if that's the price? brand necessarily. It just says pickle in a bag.
2: I'm also feeling weird about the option of having to send El Chapo a pickle in a bag. <laughs> so I'm gonna
1: hope. <laughs> and you have to buy the ice to exactly, keep it cold. Right. Oh and it's like, man! And also,
2: like, is that does that does it seem like sending someone a dead fish? Like, does that like <laughs> some kind of omen? I'm gonna hope that <laughs> that sent it. you the pickle in a bag. <laughs>
1: exactly. That means you're gonna lose your pickle. I uh I'm
2: very. Q. Um, i I'm going to hope that that's Company Kitchen. You're
1: correct. Oh, God. Okay. Jarrett, in your commissary here at Entercom, you have <laughs> talkie swago, uh, frosted mini sweets, and pickle in a bag. This is a horrible lunch. I love
2: this damn show. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm right. so
2: glad I don't have to send him a pickle in a bag. You don't even understand.
1: I, I'm so sad that you don't have I'm to send him that. I'm so pleased. Okay. All right. Squeeze cheese 14 ounce bottle. Oh crap. A 14 ounce bottle of squeeze cheese.
2: A 14 ounce bottle of squeeze cheese. I can't imagine that that's upstairs squeeze cheese squeeze cheese <laughs> um, I'm hoping oh god but that's what,
1: what makes that's what gives us our svelte radio I bodies know, exactly, 14 right. ounce bottles of squeeze cheese okay, for pri- lunch
2: prison commissary you're
1: correct oh wow four for four okay we've got what, you're gonna time? have to buy me squeeze cheese <laughs> I have to buy you squeeze cheese now I don't even know where I'm gonna get all this stuff I was gonna say right I think I actually have to go to prison to get some of this stuff <laughs>
2: shoot
1: alright chili and chicken flavored spicy noodles
2: Oh, chili and chicken flavored spicy noodles. Um, that sounds like a uh, like an oodles of noodles, uh, cup of noodle situation. Mm-hmm. Um, which they would easily have it both. Yeah, I know. Okay, I'm gonna say that is prison commissary.
1: You're incorrect. Oh. You have to send El Chapo. That is company kitchen. You have to send El Chapo a chili and chicken flavored spicy noodle snack.
2: He, you're welcome, El Chapo. Yeah, uh,
1: at least this is not perishable.
2: Yeah. Okay. For, at least for him.
1: Now, if you have to send over a frozen grilled cheese sandwich, I will be very delighted. That is your next item: frozen, frozen grilled, grilled cheese, cheese sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. Do they
2: give that? I mean, now I'm tripping that they give us chili and chicken noodles. Like,
1: I know what chili and chicken flavored spicy noodles. That's still del- that sounds delicious and also horrible for you. <sighs>
2: frozen grilled cheese. Um I'm I'm feeling that like the ki- the commissary at the prison probably wouldn't have a refrigerator or a freezer section.
1: Interesting, interesting theory.
2: Um, I'm going to say that the frozen. I'm buying myself time with this explanation. That the frozen grilled cheese sandwich is available now at the. Uh, company kitchen
1: you're correct oh my god you've okay. added to your cart your commissary your company commissary all account. this booty you've got a uh, takis fuego you've got off-brand frosted mini wheats you've got a frozen grilled cheese sandwich pickled in a bag and a 14 ounce bottle of squeezed cheese
2: and all i need now is pepto bismol
1: one final one okay yeah, I mean, you can get a bunch of, I'm looking at the prison commissary thing, and you can get uh, styling gel, chapstick, uh, ch- uh, chapstick, blistex, cotton swabs, shower shoes. There's all kinds of non-edible. Shower shoes edible. make sense. That's, that, yeah. that would be my first one. Uh, so, here's your final one. Okay. Dreamy's Dream Filled Cakes which is basically a knockoff version of Twinkies. <laughs> I was
2: going to say Channel Q. <laughs>
1: Dreamy's Cream Filled Cakes. Cream
2: Filled Cakes. I mean, you're begging for the dump button there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um. Okay, wait. Dreamy's Dream Filled Cup, like, Cakes. Okay.
1: I, they look like Twinkies. They right. probably taste sort of like Twinkies. They're Twinkie adjacent. But they're off-brand Twinkies.
2: Uh, I'm going to say that is probably Prison commissary
1: you are incorrect oh. that is in the company kitchen so you will be sending you mean el to tell me chapo. i have to send el chapo
2: my cream-filled cakes
1: you have to send him ch- cream-filled cakes and chili chicken flavored spicy oh. noodles but you did get a lot of things in your commissary I so did. i think you're going to be looking pretty good next week in terms of lunch choices this is drop the subject we have more to come so stick around Drop the subject. We'll be right
0: back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q.
1: Okay, Allie Johnson and Jared Hill here, and I was just going over where El Chapo is being sent. Oh, God. So it's actually not in New York. It's a little closer than we thought. He's in a Supermax
2: prison, right? He is
1: being sent to a Supermax prison. They haven't officially disclosed where he's going to be, but they think it is going to be at... The United States Penitentiary Administrative Maximum Facility, or ADX, in Florence, Colorado. Oh. So I was just calculating the cost, to the domestic shipping cost of that. We have to put in the amount of pounds that we think it's going to. Right. Yeah, but it's probably only going to be about twenty bucks if, you're, if oh, you're. Okay. And I think that you probably got even more money than that in your commissary. In my commissary. Yeah. Well, that
2: money. and I mean I could probably expense it, right? So yeah. Probably get the, that's yeah.
1: a work expense. Yeah,
2: we did it on the show. Totally. I think that's reasonable. We'll pull it out of the show budget.
1: I would definitely be able to explain that to the IRS. <laughs>
2: I said show budget and Justin laughed. Don't uh, appreciate that cackle, sir. Oh,
1: uh, well, just use that. Uh, yeah, the, the, what is the little cash box? Exactly. our fund. petty cash. Yeah, yeah. Petty cash, I think. Um, so there's
2: a movie that is coming out about some pretty big cats that is. That is not the line. I was going to say, and it's not the one coming out today. It is one whose trailer came out yesterday and my god have people been eating it alive
1: uh yeah i think that the uh the collective twitter mind was blown yesterday when this trailer hit the internet people absolutely lost their minds and rightly so i don't think there's enough acid in the world that can make any of this make sense so
2: as a person who is psychologically allergic to cats I' not dealing with that with you. Um, oh.
1: as, as a person who, who this why I like talking to Char Giselle because she actually really <laughs> likes cats. All right. I
2: well, I, I told you as a kid, the lady across the street from us had like nine cats in her one bedroom apartment, and they were just always everywhere, and it just always made my skin crawl.
1: That would be a better movie than this movie.
2: Oh my god, it would be. It'd be about Pat the Cat Lady across the street.
1: <gasps> Pat the Cat Lady. She was Pat
2: the Cat Lady, and they were just like on her car outside her door, and so like I've never been comfortable with cats since that, and this movie looks like it would be... This
1: didn't change your mind about cats. If I could
2: imagine a nightmare about cats, it would probably be this movie.
1: So, yeah, I, I had a similar experience where I was watching this and I was thinking, this is definitely a dream that somebody had where they're like, oh, man, I had a dream that Taylor Swift was a cat laying in a hammock and See, then she was singing and blah, 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 and then you wake up and you realize that that's not a dream. This is actually real.
2: Well, so I'm actually thinking it was someone's cat dream, but it was like someone who loved cats and they just imagine what all their cats personalities must have been. <laughs> And like, oh, you know that, you know, little fluffy over there. Uh, he's the he's the leader of the group, and they'd like imagine all of their cats with personalities. And this is what came out. Of
1: so it. here's some of the trailer. And when I was watching it, at first it seemed kind of because I've seen bits and pieces of the actual musical Cats. Yeah. It is the the fact that that musical existed in the first place is absolutely insane to me. The fact that it has won the amount of Tonys that it's won, and it's and one of the on, longest standing yeah. musicals ever to gr- grace the stage. Uh, but it's a bunch of adults running around play, and Justin. dancing in in cat costumes. I yeah. mean, these are working adults uh, licking themselves. Hold on, wait.
0: <laughs> are Jennifer? you going to try for a different life?
2: Yes, you should yeah. try <laughs> You should go a different direction on this mm-hmm. one. Jennifer, Lope, Jennifer Hudson is just singing for her life in the background. And it's like, she looks freaking crazy.
1: Yeah. And uh, I mean, she's not the only one that looks crazy. I should
2: have uh, said they look freaking J- Dame
1: crazy. Dame Judy Dench looks crazy. Idris Elba looks crazy. Uh, Taylor Swift looks crazy. And I tweeted last night. I always said there was no bad cat, bad cat videos on the internet touche tom hooper oh touche sir my God. because this was crazy and i was watching when i was watching i was like okay maybe this maybe this would work they also have made them all cat sized that's a cho- that's a choice that they've made they're not person size they are literally tiny versions of themselves dancing around on a bed or picking up a fork and knife so that's just a whole nother level that i was not expecting i
2: hate every single thing about this
0: (laughs) i can't wait and i'm gonna go on mushrooms drop the subject we'll be right back the new channel q drop the subject the new channel q
1: all right, well, you know, this is already coming to a close. I can't believe it. Blinked and you missed it. I know. But we did a lot during this show. We had a, a filmmaker who has made the uh, the film Queer Japan a documentary that is premiering this weekend. If you're in the LA area, please check it out.
2: Shout out to Graham Colbeans.
1: Yes. Cole Beans. Cole Beans. Great last name. That is a
2: good last name.
1: Uh, we also did uh, prison commissary or company kitchen. And
2: I have um, to send El Chapo.
1: You have to send him
2: chili nacho, chili noodles,
1: uh, chili and chicken, chicken flavored spicy noodles, and dreamies filled cakes. But no are, money, which is good. Would, yeah, but you don't have to send him any money, even <laughs> though he could use some because he has to give up twelve point five billion dollars. But. We will make sure we follow through on this. So next week, we have to make sure we get these things, package them up, send them out. And I promise I will get you the th- things that you want in your commissary, which are the Fuego Takis, the Frosted Mini Spooner Cereals, the uh, frozen grilled cheese, the pickle in a bag, and the 14-ounce bottle of squeeze cheese. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you had me are into the squeeze real cheese. Great. We have to figure out how to send him the episode so he understands why he's getting these things.
1: And maybe some show swag. (laughs) Oh, Channel Q t-shirt? We
2: should send them some some Channel Q Uh, stuff. Oh,
1: we'll bake it into a cake or something so they can get it. Exactly. That would be great. Okay. Uh, Before we get out of here, we have to give you the nominees for this week's Gayest News Headline of the Week, followed by our happy ending. So, here we go. Uh, Gayest News Headline of the Week nominee number one.
2: Had Justin on his toes there.
1: Mm-hmm. Big boy in Westland closes its doors.
2: Big boy in Westland. Okay.
1: Okay. Headline number two. Tiger says Masters took toll as he crams for open. Mm-hmm. Headline okay. number three. Check out the lip lady's secret granola. <laughs> and finally, headline number four. The scissor lift market is thriving worldwide.
2: You had me at scissor. I'm <laughs>
1: in. So those are the four nominees for this week. I will post them on our Instagram story. If you're not, please follow us. Uh, if you're not already, please follow us at DTS Show on Instagram and on Twitter. You can be a part of the election process that happens every weekend here at Drop the Subject. Okay, now we end the show and the week with a happy ending because are some real crappy crappy things going on in this world there are so it's nice to focus on the silver lining and talk about something that's making us happy what's making you happy this weekend Jarrett?
2: well i am thrilled that we are in beyonce season (laughs) <laughs> um, it is it is Beyonce season, as you know, if you're if you're a member of the Beehive. You know, Beyonce season is whenever Beyonce is in season and doing something new. Um, I don't know if you've heard about The Lion King, but it's a new film that's coming out today.
1: You know, the trailer for <laughs> The Lion King went much better than the trailer for Cats. Oh, my God. I put on my story last night a picture of Mufasa saying, Good kitty, and then a picture of the other cat's trailer and said, Bad, bad kitty. kitty, you bad, <laughs> exactly. bad kitty.
2: So I'm thrilled that um, The Lion King is coming to theater. Everywhere. I'm also excited about Beyoncé's new album called The Gift. Um, I was listening to it all it morning. It really is, isn't it's it? It's really good. It's awesome. And um, I'm just excited for Beyoncé to I- be alive.
1: <laughs> That's what makes you happy. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what makes me happy this weekend is honestly... The best part of my night last night and my day today, and I think going into the weekend, is going to be this horrible Cats trailer. I was going to say it must be this Cats trailer. This uh, Jennifer Hudson meme is making me so happy. I really want to use it and get really creative with it. Oh, yeah. Uh, it even made me make a poster out of it. I think I'm going to get real f- real creative.
2: Don't put that poster up in your room because you'll never sleep.
1: <laughs> no, I won't. You'll I'll wake up and be sleep. like, ah, it's exactly. better than coffee though. Yeah. Uh, so the Cats trailer, especially because I am familiar with the horror that was the original Cats, oh, and now I think that it's it just makes me happy. It tickles me to see it Permeating throughout the rest of America. You just wanted to
2: say permeating, didn't you? Permeate. It makes me
1: titillated to see We're, it permeate.
2: We've permeated the Purr. next hour. We're. <laughs> this is a show. That's a show. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Make sure to follow us everywhere at DTS Show. Allie, I'll see you on Monday. We'll see you be on Monday. Right back here. Have a great one. Drop
1: the subject. On the next show, one of the stars of Listing Impossible will be joining us. He knows about pricing million-dollar homes, but does he know how to price run-of-the-mill crappy apartments? Plus, the return
2: of the Monday Munch Report, where I've got to send break room snacks to El Chapo in a Supermax prison. I hate this damn show.
1: Hasta entonces! Drop the subject. Weekdays, 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern. On the new Channel Q.